Welcome to EY Access with your host, Eric Young. Hello, everybody. This is Eric Young. I'm President and Creative Director of EY Studios. Welcome to another episode of EY Access. Let's turn to free shipping. Uh, I'm a big fan of free shipping, and I'm also under uh, no illusion that nothing, you know, nothing's free. Uh, we know that. And so even if they have to uh, put the shipping cost back into the item, I just don't want to see the shipping chart. I don't want to see $7.95 shipping or whatever else. I want to see free shipping. What do you think, Lindsay? Um, there's actually 20% of people that agreed with you. They said that they would rather pay full price for something really? and get free shipping than, or pay, pay a premium price mm-hmm. for something and get free shipping then pay like you said. What was impressive to me is that if you offered free shipping, mm-hmm. uh, shoppers were encouraged to spend 93% more on there items. There you go. 93% more. Wow. Uh-huh. And um, another report said that if you made your returns free, that consumers were likely to spend 357% more. Which is definitely true, especially for clothing brands. For returns. I, I refuse to buy clothing really? or shoes online if I can't either return it in the store, because they also have a local store, or return it online for free. See, I'm lazy. If I get something that doesn't fit, I'm just like, my bad. You know, I should have not. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, you take uh, no, advantage I, of that? I, uh, I definitely <laughs> take advantage of that. I think that when it costs money for you to return something, then you're losing money on what you purchase so right. it's like I pay you know maybe I paid a discounted price sure. for something but I'm not getting all of my money back because I decided not to keep the item they're right. taking you know a percentage of that just so I can return the item mm-hmm. you know and at that point it's like you know do you keep it do you just give it to somebody else so. and I will say to your point Eric I will buy more if I'm buying a bulk of items online mm-hmm. even if I'm having to pay ten dollars for shipping um, and I know that I can return it for free Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to buy more items at the risk that I might not like them. And often, like you said, I don't return them because I'm lazy. Right. Even if the free shipping, free returns are an option, sometimes I'll keep an item that doesn't fit properly just out of laziness. Well, I think it also goes back to having a toll-free number. I'm not necessarily going to call the toll-free number, but I like the fact that there's accessibility being branded on the site. If I needed to call somebody, if I needed to return something... It's there. So people like Lindsay will take advantage of that. I might not, um, but it does give me a warm and fuzzy, and that matters. I mean, buying is all about emotions, and you've got to really uh, brand trust. And I think that's one of the biggest things uh, regarding discount is the trust has to be there. I mean, if you go across, if you go to a store that has the product that you need, but it's badly designed, I mean, there's just kind of some weird stuff going on in the store, but there's lots of discounts, right? That can overcome somewhat of the trust barrier. But when you look at the Apple example, Apple has achieved a certain amount of trust with the people that buy from it. And so it doesn't have to play the discount card as much. Would you all agree with that? What do you think? I agree. I think you have to work a lot harder if you're discounting as a way to mm-hmm. run your business like by principle. Um, your margins are going to be smaller, and you're you're playing a dangerous game. Whereas you can, ne- if if you're using a discount to attract people, it's almost like you're you're getting stuck in your ways of having mm-hmm. to discount in order to retain those people. Because as soon as you mark your prices up, and you branded yourself that way, like, and you yeah. haven't established the value. Yeah, you're alienating a lot of people that came to you specifically based on price. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous catch twenty two. It really is. You know, I've heard it said that you know there's there obviously can only be one company, <clears throat> excuse me, one company that's the cheapest, right? But everybody else has to focus on your brand. 
You know, you've got to really focus on what your brand represents. What is the value, like Sean was just saying? Uh, you've got to take uh, those proper steps to establish those things, and that takes work, right? I mean, that takes imagination. That takes strategy. A lot of merchants don't want to do the work in regards to branding, and so they have to kind of take the easy way out, which unfortunately uh, results in discount craziness. Uh, and so we want people to make money. I don't want you to, you know, shred shred your prices such to where you're not making any more money. And I, I we talk to merchants all the time that are in this uh, this kind of battle with their competition. So that leads up to the final thing I wanted to ask the group here. What about merchants that feel entrapped by what the competition is doing? You know, somebody somebody may be hearing this going, Eric. That's easy for you to say. But my competition has the exact same product that I do. They're discounting it for 20%. I'm not. They're beating me hand over fist. How would you advise a client like that, Sean? Well, I think if they are if they have a, a cheaper advertised pricing, mm-hmm. uh, then they, they're maybe checking one box. But there's so much that goes into a shopping experience online that offers you so many different avenues to to one-up them. Mm-hmm. The user experience on the site mm-hmm. is, is a big deal to me. How easy is it to find the product that I'm looking for? I mean, even if you have the cheapest price on the block, if I can't find what I'm looking for on your site, there's little chance I'm going to f- actually complete the purchase. Right. Um, we go back to the free shipping thing. I've heard the same thing, that so many people are competing on free shipping right now that free returns is gaining a lot of traction as a way to kind of separate I themselves mm-hmm. um, from the competition because that hasn't really caught on much. So I think it's uh, there's a lot of different ways being accessible, like you said, to overcome the price battle that's mm-hmm. out there because, you know, I wouldn't want to be the cheapest person on the block because that means I'm having to sell twice as many things to make the same amount of money exactly. as the guy down the street. Lindsay, Terry, what do you think on that for, for stores that feel kind of cornered by what the competition may be doing? I think customer service is really an old adage, but it's really true. It's true. Yeah. Um, my mom was actually purchasing a gift for a family friend of ours recently off of walmart.com and accidentally was prompted the wrong state when she was doing the autofill and she didn't realize it till after she got the email and she called Walmart mm-hmm. and they couldn't change it because it was too late because it had already been sent wow. sent to the um, you know to the warehouse mm-hmm. so she had to go through this whole madness again to get it sent and they ended up charging her twice so she's had a terrible customer service experience and I know that what keeps my mom to be you know a shopper that comes again and again and again and she's an older generation is the good customer service and when Mm -hmm. she gets on the phone with somebody you know she's able to work it out and she feels like she's being treated like a person and not a number well we're talking about that's a great story thank you for relating that you know we're talking about discounting here and i can think of a store uh, that I shop at occasionally, and this was a this last purchase was expensive. It was six hundred dollars, something I bought from the store. Now I know that his competition has it for five hundred dollars, save a hundred dollars from going with the competition. But the reason why I went with this merchant is exactly like what you're saying, Lindsay. They they have um, really risen to the challenge in terms of giving great customer service. They make me feel like a valued customer. They really do. I mean, they've gone so far as to write me personal notes in uh, the packages that I've gotten from them recently, really tell, them, tell me how much they appreciate me. That matters, right? So I want that store to succeed. I want them to, um, you know, uh, be in business for five more years. You know, I've been shopping with them for five up to this point, and I want them to succeed. I want to be part of their success. And I realize not everybody thinks that way. Everybody's 
Some people are just trying to get the lowest price possible. But I think for a large percentage of the customer base, they are moved by that. Is that naive, me saying that, Tara? What do you think? No, I definitely agree. Um, I have a quick question, though. Is that sure. $600 an action figure? <laughs> no, it oh, was okay. no. It was no. Thank you for going there, Tara, but it was not a $600 action figure. It was a statue. No, it was No, no I think your and Lindsay's examples are very good examples of how a little bit of customer service loyalty will go a long way right. in winning over your customers no matter mm-hmm. what the price is. So. Yeah. Well, bottom line it for us, Sean, how, what, what kind of closing thoughts would you leave with merchants that are trying to figure out exactly, especially as they're going to the holidays and that kind of thing, how they need to position discounts? Are you a don't discount ever kind of guy, or it just kind of depends on where it's at? How would you advise people? I would advise people to proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like discounts. I think there's a time and a place for it. I think you can really get into trouble if you start becoming reactive when you're discounting, absolutely. Um, trying to, to keep up with what everybody else is doing, but to have a plan and to execute it and have a reason behind your discounting um, and, and follow through on that. If it's not working for you, change strategies, um, but don't just discount because you think it's the next thing you need to try to bring in more sales. Be very calculated in, in, in what you try. Yeah, I, w- I would add, don't panic. Yes. That's the worst type of strategy. No, no good strategy can come out of you panicking. Lindsay, what's your final thought? What would you add? I would say that I think moving into the holiday season that the mm-hmm. best thing that they can do is to kind of offer offer up what makes your store unique. Mm-hmm. What um, mm-hmm. what maybe the maybe the products you sell, maybe how you treat the products, maybe even just adding in like a handwritten note like you talked about, mm-hmm. Eric. Like just do something that sets you apart. Right. And I think that that will do a lot more than doing flash sale discounts. Yeah, I think so. And another quick thought, listening to you on that, that's how you compete with Amazon. Amazon can't do what you're talking about. They can't uh, offer the kind of customer service that we're discussing here on the podcast. Uh, and so a lot of people wonder, how in the world do I compete with Amazon? That's how. You go. You do things Amazon can never do. Tara, closing thoughts, what do you think? Well, and like Lindsay said, going into the holidays, everyone's going to be expecting a sale on either Black Friday or mm-hmm. Cyber Monday. Go ahead and offer that discount. It's mm-hmm. they're coming to look for it, but doesn't mean you have to offer extreme discounts. Mm-hmm. And consider other things you can offer. If you don't always offer free shipping, lower your free shipping rate. Things like that. Ways that you can offer discounts for your clients on those big discount holidays right. that aren't necessarily going to, you know, put you in the red. No, I agree, and I think events are good. I think you know, using the all posters art.com example. I I used to remember when. Uh, 45% was a big deal to them, and now it's commonplace. And so if you have a you know once-a-year huge blowout sale or even two or three times, I think that's okay. But if it becomes the norm, I think you start to desensitize your customers like we discussed earlier. Well, great points uh, from the panel. Appreciate you all uh, joining me. We'll see you next time on EY Access.